Welcome to Walk in Truth. These are the Bible teachings of Pastor Michael Lance, equipping you to reach out with God's truth to all people and how to apply that truth to today's issues, trends, and culture. Learn more about the program and our church when you visit walkintruth.com. Now, here's Pastor Michael's teaching in Psalm 60 called, You Have Raised a Banner. Psalm chapter 60. So go ahead and turn there or open up if you have a device to that scripture. And we are doing a series called Medicine for the Soul. We've been going through selected psalms verse by verse, and we're, we are in Psalm 60 tonight. And uh, I've been mentioning to a lot of you when I speak to you individually, if you're looking for a reading plan and you don't know what to read or you know where should you go, in terms of opening your Bible on a given day. Let me just give you an example of something you could do. So a psalm a day is spiritual medicine. Today is the 20th, correct? So flip over to Psalm chapter 20 for a second. Let me just give you an example. And this is something that I would do uh, just, just devotionally, because when I open my Bible, I am a student of Scripture, so I'm always preparing messages. When I'm done with one, I start preparing the next one. That's just my life, and I am grateful to be able to do that and get paid for that. However, I also want to just read the Bible devotionally and not necessarily worry about the Hebrew and the Greek and all that. Here's an example of a psalm that we all could have read today. Maybe you did, and here's what it says. It's a psalm of David, Psalm 20, matches the day of the month, so it makes it easy. May the Lord answer you in the day of trouble. May the name of the God of Jacob set you securely on high. May he send you help from the sanctuary and support you from Zion. And may he remember all your meal offerings and find your burnt offering acceptable, Selah. May he grant you your heart's desire and fulfill all your counsel. We will sing for joy over your victory. And in the name of our God, we will set up our banners. That's going to come up tonight in our text. May the Lord fulfill all your petitions. Now I know that the Lord saves his anointed. He will answer him from his holy heaven with saving strength of his right hand. Some boast in chariots, some in horses, but we will boast in the name of the Lord our God. They have bowed down and fallen, but we have risen and stood upright. Save, O Lord. May the king answer us in the day we call. Praise the Lord. Now, we are in Psalm 60 tonight, and Psalm 60 also has 12 verses. And uh, we're going to just go ahead and go verse by verse, and I'm going to open tonight by sharing the heading of the psalm with you. And what, what you'll find is that some of the psalms that you, when you open your Bible and you look at a psalm, you'll find a heading at the top. This is a long one, and it sounds really complicated. Here's what it says. For the choir director, some scholars believe the choir director is ultimately God. Some would say it's a human or that God is the ultimate choir director. I'll let you chew on that. According to Shushan Eduth, a mictum of David to teach when he struggled with Aram Naharim and with Aram Zoba. And Joab returned and smote 12,000 of Edom in the Valley of Salt. And all God's people said, huh? (laughs) All right, let's pray. (laughs) Father, thank you so much for the book of Psalms. It is medicine for our soul, and we need it so desperately, Lord. It's a spiritual prescription. It ministers to the deepest and most important part of us, our hearts. And that is not 
our beating heart, but that is the core of who we are. I pray tonight you would minister to the hearts of your people. I pray that you would show us wonderful things from your word. I pray that you would teach us. This is a psalm that's to teach and instruct. And so I pray that that would happen and that as we are instructed in the word of God, we'd be more equipped and walk out more of your will for our lives. Unto your glory, in Jesus' name we pray. And all God's people said, Amen. So the choir director, according to Shushan Aduth, if you're taking notes, Shushan Aduth is translated lily of the testimony, of testimony, or the lily being an emblem of beauty. Some would say this means a beautiful poem, poem or a beautiful song. Lilies are often used when we think of the resurrection. So maybe there's something there implied. You know, if you ever go to a church service on a Easter Sunday, you'll sometimes see lilies by the pulpit and they speak of life and hope and resurrection. So this is the possible meaning of it, but that's the, the direct translation is simply a lily of testimony or an emblem of beauty. And whenever we look at the word of God, it is beautiful and deep and uh, it ministers to us. You'll notice it's called a mictum of David. What does that mean? There's a lot of different views on miktom is the way you say it. It's found on only six of our psalms, Psalm 16, 56, 57, 58, 59, and 60. So Psalm 60, some see within the psalm a hidden story or a hidden gem or hidden beauty. It's also the idea, a miktom of a golden psalm. Let me explain for a moment. It has the idea of an engraving. So some see that the idea of the miktom is this idea that what is taught to you would be engraved on your heart. There's this idea of a golden psalm within the word, and there's different uh, views of how to break this down. But it's something that is stamped. In the Treasury of David, Charles Spurgeon, known as the Prince of Preachers, he wrote a Bible commentary on the book of Psalms, and he observed that Mictums are golden psalms that begin with prayer, imply trouble, but abound in holy confidence, and close with songs of assurance and ultimately safety and joy. A colleague of Spurgeon's believed that a mictum means to hide, and it has the idea of a secret or a mystery. And so some believe that when you combine the idea of a mictum, you have the idea of a psalm of a precious secret that gets revealed to you as you dive into the Word of God. There are gems in the Bible. They're all over. They're in all 66 books. And the more you jump into the Psalms and you study the Word of God, the more you will find out about things that perhaps were hidden to you in the past. And so uh, some also see in this idea of a mictum, this idea that sometimes we, when we look at life, Life can be a bit of a secret or a mystery to us because we don't know what God's doing. Here's an example. We might pray for something and maybe the answer, God answered our prayer because we have to remember that sometimes he says no. <laughs> we, we, we often couch the idea of God answering my prayers that he agreed with me. He did what I wanted him to do. But prayer is not getting your will on earth, right? It's getting God's will in heaven and on earth. And that's how Jesus taught us to pray. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So sometimes the idea of a mictum is this idea that life is uh, 
it's like a question mark. Like, what's going on, Lord? What are you doing? And I was reading one writer on this, and he was saying that maybe what we need to see in this idea at the top of this psalm is that God is doing something maybe mysterious, but he has an ultimate good purpose in mind, as we know he always does, because he's good. So his purpose will ultimately be good, even if I'm confused, even if I'm going through something else. Here's something to consider. It might be for somebody besides you. You know, we tend to, to approach the word of God and life with a very humanistic perspective that the world and life's all about me. But if we've learned anything about the gospel, the Lord says, you make your life about God and others, not that you don't care about yourself, but our problem is we probably love ourselves too much, right? Even if we beat ourselves up, that's because our expectations are high of ourselves. But so the idea there is that this, this mictum has the idea that maybe you're, you have a question mark right now about life, but you could understand that God may be doing something deeper than you could imagine. The mictum is given to teach, to instruct. Reading from Spurgeon, he said, David obeyed the precept to teach the children of Israel. He recorded the Lord's mighty acts that they might be rehearsed in the ears of generations to come. Golden secrets are to be told on the housetops. These things were not done in a corner and ought not to be buried in silence, close quote. And then the setting of the psalm, quickly, because you'll notice that there's something written here after the idea to teach. It says, when he struggled, top of the psalm, with Aram Naharim and Aram Zobah. And the setting of the psalm is 2 Samuel chapter 8, especially verses 3 through 14. And there David is warring with other uh, people groups in the land of Israel and outside the land of Israel. And literally, he's at war. David was a warrior. He was the sweet psalmist of Israel. He loved God. He worshiped God. He became the king of Israel. But he was also a warrior. One of the famous stories is David versus Goliath. But he warred much more than that. And there was seemingly always a conflict and a battle. Times of peace were very rare. And so the setting, if you're interested to read more on this, is 2 Samuel chapter 8. I'm not going to go there tonight. But... The idea behind the psalm is at some point in the conflict uh, with 2 Samuel 8 in mind, they had lost the battle. You know, it, it would seem that whenever Israel was in right standing with God, they just militarily, they prospered. They were often outnumbered, outgunned, to put it in a modern way, but seemed to just win battles. And oftentimes with just the worship leaders in the front and God would confuse the other uh, army or he would do something miraculous. So when they lost the battle, they, began ask, they would begin asking questions. Like in the book of Joshua, when they lost to the little people group of Ai and Joshua fell on his face and was like, Lord, what's... What's wrong? And they found out that someone had taken, you know, some of the booty and they had disobeyed God and it got, all got discovered. It was a man named Achan. And so this is the backdrop. Something has happened where they have suffered a defeat. Ultimately, they're going to get a victory in the overall battle, but something happened. And here's what, how David opens the psalm. He says, oh God, thou has rejected us. If you have a New King James, it says, cast us off. Thou has broken us, New King James, broken us down. Thou has been angry. And then he cries, Oh, restore us. If you have a New King James, Oh, restore us again. 
You'll hear more from Pastor Michael in a moment. Thanks for tuning in to Walk in Truth today. Did you know there's more where that came from? Download the Living Truth app to listen to more of Pastor Michael's teachings whenever you want. You can even watch videos. And if you're local to Southern California, you can get updates on church events, new studies, and more. Download the free Living Truth app today. Producer Rob Newton here, and on behalf of Pastor Michael and the Walk in Truth team, thank you so much to our financial and prayer partners. Whether you have given a one-time donation or you have become a monthly partner, you have contributed to our mission to reach out with God's truth to all people and helping listeners like you apply that truth to today's issues, trends, and culture. You've heard that before, right? Well, we mean it. Thanks to our financial partners, we have added three new radio stations this year. Our prayer is to bless our new listeners the way we have hopefully been a blessing to you. If you're a long-time listener, would you please consider becoming a $5 a month partner? That may not seem like much, but every little bit makes it possible for us to continue our broadcasts, podcasts, and free apologetic events. Please become a partner giving at least $5 a month. Visit walkintruth.com to donate or call 844-48-TRUTH. That's walkintruth.com or call 844-48-TRUTH. We'd love to see who's listening, so please connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Just do a search for Walkin' Truth Show. Now, back to Pastor Michael Lance, right here on Walkin' Truth. So when they lost the battle, they, began ask, they would begin asking questions. Like in the book of Joshua, when they lost to the little people group of Ai, and Joshua fell on his face and was like, Lord, what's... What's wrong? And they found out that someone had taken, you know, some of the booty and they had disobeyed God and it got, all got discovered. It was a man named Achan. And so this is the backdrop. Something has happened where they have suffered a defeat. Ultimately, they're going to get a victory in the overall battle, but something happened. And here's what, how David opens the psalm. He says, oh God, thou has rejected us. If you have a new King James, it says, cast us off. Thou has broken us, New King James, broken us down. Thou has been angry. And then he cries, Oh, restore us. If you have a New King James, Oh, restore us again. Oh, God, you have rejected us. Now, the song is written. And remember, all the Psalms are songs. Ultimately, they were sung. We don't have all the music and how they went, but they were songs. This was the hymn book of Israel, sung at their feast and the like. And Remember that even the night of the Passover, Jesus sang a hymn with his disciples. And we know what he would have sung from because they sang the Hallel Psalms, Psalms 113 through 118 during the Passover. So Jesus would have been a singer. He would have sang in synagogue just like we sing in the church. That would have been a regular part of his worship as well. And so it says, O God, Thou or you have rejected us. You have broken us down. Notice there is, it's written in the midst of a defeat and this campaign against these enemies at the top of the psalm. And we can relate because when we fail, it seems as if God has maybe not answered our prayers as we would hope. Maybe sometimes we have a sense that God is disciplining us or maybe you've even looked up to the heavens before and said, oh God, what did I do to deserve this? (laughs) And sometimes it's nothing that you did. It's just a fallen world and things happen. But other times God is using a defeat to get your attention. 
Because if we're always walking and we win everything every time, right? We're just skating. We've got no problems. We win at everything. Humanly speaking, we're probably not going to call out to God. Because <laughs> we're going to be like, I got this. I got it going on. I, I win at everything, right? But when they suffered a defeat, David wrote, why have you rejected us? Why have you broken us down? Now, this is a song of faith and hope despite difficult circumstances, and I think that we can have that, but why were they defeated? What was going on? We don't know for sure, but David saw it as God's discipline and judgment. David says, you have rejected us. You have broken us. You have been angry with us. And then the cry, oh God, restore us. Spurgeon writes, to be rejected or cast off by God is the worst calamity that can befall a man or a people. But the worst form of it is when the person is not aware of it and is indifferent to it. When the divine desertion causes mourning and repentance, it will be but partial and temporary. When a cast-off soul sighs for its God, it is indeed not cast off at all. When it gets your attention, when honest prayer, ownership leads to repentance, then it can lead to revival. And I've been around long enough to tell you, and I'm sure you know this, that Christians inside the church fall on their face quite regularly. You know, just when I am ready to say that nothing surprises me anymore, then something surprises me. <laughs> And our frailty as humans and the way that we can disappoint ourselves and others abounds. And the more you see it, the more it, it causes you to want to cry out to God. Oh, give ear, shepherd of Israel, David writes in Psalm 80, verse 1. He goes on to say, come and save us. Oh, God, restore us. How long will you be angry with the prayer of your people? You can read through Psalm 80, at the end, he says, revive us, restore us. This is a regular feature in the Psalms where there's an acknowledgement that obviously something has gone wrong. And Lord, if we are being disciplined by you, we're going to cry out that you would restore us. Now, there's some poetic uh, language in verse 2 of Psalm 60. It says, thou has made the land quake, uh, split it open. And while God did do that in the time of Korah, here it's poetic, or you could even say apocalyptic imagery. You've made the land quake. It feels like it's shaking. You've split it open. It feels like there's breaches all around. And then David says, heal its breaches, for it totters. And to apply it to our lives, sometimes life just feels like an earthquake, man. It feels like the ground's opening up to swallow us, man. And that's hard. And that, this is the poetry in the psalm. Because in Southern California, we understand earthquakes, right? <laughs> and you've probably lived through several if you've been around for a while. And, it, and it's a scary thing when the earth is quaking because and sometimes it rolls and you wonder, when is this going to stop? And I remember a major earthquake that hit when I think Shane was just a baby. And my first in instinct was to run and get him out, out of his crib and then find a doorway and you're scrambling and so much going on. Uh, maybe you could see the poetic imagery here is great civil commotion or uh, the shaking of times of war. 
Everything's shaking, Lord. It's tottering. It feels like it's going to crash. And I think that, that poetry there is so fitting for how we often feel. We feel instability, unstable. We look around us and we feel like we've lost some control and we don't know what's going to happen. And, and that is when we feel like we're in that shaky place. We know there's only one way to look, right? When, you know, the last year has been crazy in our world. Things that, you know, I was listening to another uh, pastor and he was saying, if, if you could, if someone would have told you, and he showed this video, this lady gets arrested watching a football game. She's outside in the stands sitting with her family. She gets arrested by this high school police officer for wearing no mask. And he tases her and eventually handcuffs her and leads her away. She's at a football game, a high school football game. There's very few people in the stands. She's sitting with her family. Comes, come to find out she has asthma, so the mask is an issue for her, apparently. And she got arrested. And the pastor showed the video, and he was like, could you imagine that you would see that in America if I told you a year ago that that would happen? But that's just one example of a lot of crazy things that are so, it's like, you know, people have called it the new normal. And we can feel like we're tottering. Suicide rates are, you know, getting younger and younger. There's a desperation. And David says, Lord, heal the breach. Jeremiah 10.10 uses apocalyptic language and says, The Lord is the true God. He is the living God, the everlasting King. At His wrath, the earth quakes. And the nations cannot endure his indignation. And then Psalm 46, verse 3 says, Though its waters roar and foam, though the mountains quake at its swelling pride, Selah. And then it goes into the promise of God. There is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, thy holy dwelling places of the Most High God. God is in the midst of her. She will not be moved, even though cataclysmic things are going on. As a believer, how can you be stable how can you find peace in troubled times? You've been listening to You Have Raised a Banner, Part 1 on Walk in Truth. That was Pastor Michael's teaching in Psalm 60. Remember, if you missed any part of today's program, you can always listen to Walk in Truth on the Living Truth app or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to Walk in Truth on this station and on your podcast app. If you'd like to watch this message by Pastor Michael in its entirety, subscribe to our YouTube channel, Living Truth Christian Fellowship. You can find the channel and learn more about Walk in Truth on our website, walkintruth.com. Now, here's Pastor Michael. Well, it is so wonderful to think about the fact that we have the Lord to lean on. He is our banner. And we'll be digging more into this psalm about that reality, but I want to ask you a question. Is the Lord your refuge right now? Is he your banner? Is he the one you lean on? You know, he can be. He is literally a prayer away. And he said, come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Now, that's a promise that Jesus made if you're willing to come and come now. And you may say, well, Pastor Michael, how do I come? And, and maybe you're even asking, why should I come? Because we've sinned. We've fallen short of the glory of God, all of us. We've all sinned. And Jesus Christ entered into our pain, lived the perfect life that we could never live, died on the cross 
taking our punishment, God's wrath, drinking the cup of suffering and sorrow, and then rose again to defeat death, which is the consequence of sin. The wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord, Romans 6.23. Now, the Bible goes on to say that if you'll confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord, if you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you'll be saved. Have you made that good confession? Have you asked him into your life? Are you saved? Are you born again from above? Hey, make sure what a blessing it is to know it's a free gift. We don't earn it. We don't deserve it, but he freely gives it. And the way that you receive it is simply by faith in what he's already accomplished and by turning from your sin. Hey, we'd love to talk to you about a relationship with Jesus Christ more. If you have questions, you can call us during normal business hours, Tuesday through Friday at 844-48-TRUTH. That's 844-48-TRUTH. This is Pastor Michael on behalf of the staff of Walk in Truth saying a big thank you for listening. Tell a friend, keep us in prayer. God bless you. One more reminder that Walk in Truth is a listener-supported program. Your financial gift helps us broadcast on radio, provide the podcast, and do free apologetic events. It's all part of our mission to equip you with the truth in the Bible and how to apply that truth to today's issues, trends, and culture. Please consider becoming a monthly partner too. $5 a month is greatly needed. Please visit walkintruth.com and click donate. That's walkintruth.com. And join us tomorrow for part two of Pastor Michael's teaching in Psalm 60 called, You Have Raised a Banner. I'm Mike Massaro. Thanks for listening to Walk in Truth. Our goal is to equip you to reach out with God's truth to all people.